It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Compliance Terms and Conditions. The 2020 FCPA Resource Guide stated, in addition to considering a company's due diligence on third parties, the DOJ and SEC also assess whether the company has informed third parties of the company's compliance program and commitment to ethical and lawful business practices and where appropriate, whether it has sought assurances from the third parties through certifications and otherwise of reciprocal commitments. This can be meaningful in a way to mitigate third party risks. In the 2020 update, under the topic of management of relationships, the following questions were posed. How has the company considered and analyzed the compensation and incentive structure for third parties against compliance risk? How does the company monitor its third parties? Does the company have audit rights to analyze the books and accounts of third parties? And has the company exercised those rights in the past? How does the company train its third-party relationship managers about compliance risk and how to manage them? You should incorporate compliance terms and conditions into every contract with third parties. I would suggest you prepare a template which can be used as a starting point for your negotiations. The advantages of such a template are several and they include the contract language is tested against real events. The contract language assists the company in managing its compliance risks. The contract language fits into a series of related contracts. Contract language is straightforward to administer. The contract language helps to manage the expectations of both the contracting parties regarding anti-bribery and anti-corruption. What are the compliance terms and conditions that you should include in your commercial contracts with third parties? Well, the panel PINA DPA has found the following language. Where necessary and appropriate, panel PINA will include standard provisions in agreements, contracts, and renewals thereof with all agents and business partners that are reasonably calculated to prevent violations of anti-corruption law, which may depend on the circumstances. They include anti-corruption representations and undertakings relating to compliance with anti-corruption laws, rights to conduct audits of books and records of the agent or business partner to ensure compliance with the foregoing, and rights to terminate an agent or business partner as a result of a breach of anti-corruption laws. The Johnson & Johnson DPA had that language but added the following. Contracts with third parties are to include FCPA compliance terms and conditions, including representatives and undertakings of the third party to compliance, right to audit, and right to terminate. Some of the language you can further have are payment mechanisms to comply with the FCPA. The counterparty's obligation to maintain books and records accurately. The counterparty certifies on an annual basis that it is not made or offered a payment of gifts or anything of value. The company's right to audit. And then, of course, remedies, including termination rights for failure of the counterparty to comply with the contract. The compliance terms and conditions should be stated directly in the contract, whether such contract is a simple agency agreement or consulting agreement, such as a joint venture with several formation documents. The current terms and conditions should include both representations that all undertakings, in all undertakings, the third party will make no payment of money or anything of value, nor will such be offered, promised, or paid to a foreign government official. In addition, you should have affirmative statements regarding conduct 
in a commercial contract with a third party. These can include indemnification, full indemnification for any bribery or corruption violation, including the cost of the underlying investigation, cooperation. The third party will fully cooperate with any ethics and compliance violation, material breach of contract. If there's any bribery or corruption violation, it is a material breach of contract so that the contract can be terminated without notice and opportunity to cure. No sub-vendors without approval. The third party must agree that it will not hire an agent or subcontractor without your written approval. Uh, we've talked about audit rights uh, as uh, a key element. An acknowledgement, the third party should specifically acknowledge the applicability of all anti-bribery and anti-corruption laws uh, to the business relationship. Ongoing training required that the top management of the foreign business partner and all persons performing services on your behalf shall receive compliance training. An annual certification requiring it that the business partner has not engaged in any conduct which violates the, uh, any applicable uh, anti-bribery, anti-corruption law, and then a requalification every two to three years. Many do not believe they will be able to get a third party to agree to such compliance terms and conditions. I've found while it may not be easy, it's relatively simple to get a third party to agree to these. One approach to take is simply they're non-negotiable. <clears throat> when faced with such a position, uh, many third parties will not fight. But there is some flexibility uh, which you can use. The best position I have found is the third party agrees with these terms and conditions. It can be truly a market differentiator for them. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, compliance terms and conditions are mandatory for any best practices compliance program. Number two, uh, if there is a key clause, it's the right to audit, and you have to exercise that right. So never forget to exercise it. And number three, third parties can favor robust compliance terms and conditions as a true market differentiator, meaning it makes them more marketable to other U.S., U.K., or other Western countries who have robust anti-corruption laws if they previously agreed to these terms and conditions. And what they're agreeing to now with you is really nothing different than they've agreed to before or will agree to with other companies. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program? I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.